Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions, and music with Orb as the host. Oddly Funny Productions. We might be odd, but we bring the funny to you. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. And welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. It's a new year and everyone's celebrated a little differently in my hometown of Baltimore. The new year was celebrated with thousands of pounds of fireworks and explosives to say goodbye to 2023 and not wanting to be outdone by the residents. The city also decided to celebrate the arrival. <laughs> Speaking of Baltimore, uh, former Mayor Sheila Dixon in an effort to kickstart her campaign to take back her old office was at a campaign event and hecklers started throwing clothes at her. It just shows how weak she's gotten politically. It used to be that she was weak because she was caught stealing gift cards meant for a charity and she kept her $83,000 a year pension. Now she looks weak because she gets easily distracted by Lululemon products. Oh. <laughs> On their Twitter X profile, C-SPAN commemorated the end of the first session of the 118th Congress by posting a typo and that it was the end of the fist session of the 118th Congress. <laughs> Man, Lauren Boebert's really been busy this year. <laughs> Lauren Boebert announced she's running for re-election to Congress, but in a different district. She will no longer be representing Colorado's third congressional district. So 
She's ditching her constituents like they were her date at a musical. <laughs> Various politicians and public figures have been swatted. Uh, that's when someone uh, trolls them by calling the police on them, by reporting a very violent event that is not actually happening. They did this to special counsel Jack Smith. They did this to Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, and they also did it to uh, Judge Tanya Chutkin, the D.C. judge in uh, in Trump's case. I mean, it's easy to say that you shouldn't do that to anyone, but I found great satisfaction when I did that to the guy who stole my cocaine. Oh. <laughs> There's a new variant of COVID-19 spreading. As a result, hospitals and doctor's offices are requiring that patients and visitors wear face masks. I've never stopped wearing my mask, as it helps obscure my identity when I do a smash and grab while grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> and at the various nude orgies I attend. Oh. <laughs> it's fitting that my generation is the last one to be told that sitting cross-legged was called Indian style and that, fittingly enough, we're only a few health measures away from being wiped out by an epidemic. <laughs> Box host Neil Cavuto read some of his hate mail on his show. How lame is that? Just screenshot it and post it on the socials like I do. <laughs> it's sad that Fox hosts have run out of material and are now basically scouring subreddits. Bridget Ziegler, the co-founder of the conservative anti-LGBTQ plus group Moms for Liberty, was found to have made a sex tape with another woman. Finally, a video made by a Moms for Liberty member that I want to watch for enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> a Wall Street Journal piece came out and said that Elon Musk has done a lot of drugs such as cocaine, ecstasy, and ketamine. So that's why he renamed Twitter X, because his fans can't spell ecstasy. <laughs> the big difference is that ecstasy is supposed to be fun. <laughs> Musk has also reportedly smoked a lot of pot. Think about how much cooler his site would be if instead of doing a post, you would do a toke. How can Elon Musk smoke pot? This is the guy who wanted to fight Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> He's the worst pothead <laughs> ever. Musk suspended the accounts of a number of journalists for reasons that, as of the recording of this episode, were not made clear. And were also not made clear uh, at the airing of this episode. And at the moment when I'm using this clip in this year's year end in review, <laughs> given his erratic behavior, maybe Musk should have renamed the site PCP. <laughs> Joe Rogan said that Biden made the statement that there were airports during the American Revolution, a comment that was actually made by Donald Trump. It's fascinating to see one of the effects of an ivermectin overdose in real time. <laughs> And now, on with the show. Uh, I want to welcome Jeff Heisen, Gina Brown, Chip Jones, and Valerie Pascal. Hey, Tom. Hey. Everybody, hey. happy new year. Hope you guys happy enjoyed your holidays. Uh, how's mm -hmm. everyone doing this week? Well, Tom, you mentioned Lauren Boebert being concerned about her uh, chances of re-election in her current district, so she's moving to another district. So in other words... She wants the people of another district to hand her the job. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought I thought she's moving from third 
to fourth base. Isn't that what she's doing? <laughs> she's seeking a I, happy ending in another district. I'm not I sure feel like she'll she get it handily. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she learned the wrong things from the uh, priest scandal in Boston. Right. <laughs> in Boston, in Baltimore, in New York, the planet, you know. Mm-hmm. He just wants to get a rise out of her voters. Oh, well. <laughs> we could go all night. <laughs> all right, everybody. Oh, all, right. all right, everybody. All right, let's get a grip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way to, way, to, way to be a leader, Tom. Just get a handle on this. Right. <laughs> it's a dirty job, but I've got to do it. it. Wait, what are you guys talking about? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's fitting that 2023 was the lunar year of the rabbit as quite a few people got fucked last year oh. <laughs> so we can only conclude that 2024 will be even worse we have an opportunity to keep trump out of the white house and prevent the country from going full-blown fascist in historical terms we're airport security on september 10th <laughs> Donald Trump has taken to using terms and phrases used in speeches by Hitler and Mussolini, among other dictators in the 20th century. I'm not sure Trump will be able to pull off being a dictator as his followers tend to wear clothes that are not pressed and ironed. Also, none of Hitler's rally attendees ever had a six-month shadow and beer guts. <laughs> if Trump does go full dictator and round us up into internment camps, it will be demoralizing to know that he will still charge dissidents an exorbitant membership fee. <laughs> although, <laughs> although the accommodation will still be better than that of his golf clubs. At this week's <laughs> CNN debate, Donald Trump didn't appear on stage with the only other two qualifying candidates, Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. I suspect it's because standing next to those two will make Trump look like someone dropped a grapefruit from about 10 stories up and then tried to put it back together again using packing tape. Oh. <laughs> this is in conjunction with a decrease in enthusiasm in Trump's campaign. In fact, if his rally attendance keeps decreasing at the current rate, then next year he should be holding all of his rallies in the visitor's room at Leavenworth Prison. <laughs> so uh, this is it. This is 2024. Like this is what uh, this is what we've all been we've all been waiting for since. <laughs> Uh, since Biden was declared the winner in 2020, whether or not Trump would try to run again. And it, it, it's here. The the first caucuses and primaries are coming up shortly. And by the end of the year, um, you know, we'll know where we all stand. And we may possibly have our uh, future country of asylum picked out. Are we excited about that? Yeah. <laughs> Things could be one year from now, which is it's frightening if you think about it. So I try not to think about it. Yeah. Oh, I picked out my future country of asylum back in 2021. <laughs> Portugal. I think I like I I'd like Portugal. I, I, I'm thinking Iceland. Ooh, that's a little chilly for me, but for a visit that I could do. <laughs> yeah. Did those other people drop out on the uh, Republican side? Like, I know, like, we only talk about 
too, but I don't think everybody officially dropped out. Did no, they? no, like, they're still, yeah, they're still in the running. They're still. No, that's, that's they may not be after the uh, the Iowa caucus. Caucus, right? They, they just they not. just didn't have enough. They didn't have enough to make the debate, but they're still on oh, the ballots for. Yeah. I see. I see. Like uh, Ramaswamy, Chris Christie, those guys. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah. They didn't meet some kind of threshold for that. For that particular debate, doesn't mean they won't be in in any others. Right. Like uh, Ramaswamy right. didn't make the last debate, and he said, "I didn't want to do the debate," and he chose a podcast which has fewer listeners than this one. <laughs> in other words, he might be the best. He Ouch. might be the best uh, successor to Donald Trump then. Like if he just says, I'm not doing this. Uh, I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to. It sounds like, <laughs> Tom, right. you could get him on here. That's right. <laughs> if he's desperate, why the hell not? Right. <laughs> I have some questions for him. <laughs> With each legal trouble, it seems as though Donald Trump is hiring his counsel for their entertainment value as opposed to their legal expertise. In this video, Christina Bob someone who will be lucky to be the bottom of the barrel in terms of the legal profession makes very clear the position of her client in this clip from an interview on a conservative outlet. The president is elected by the entire nation and it should be the entire nation who determines who they want for president, whether they're guilty of insurrection or not. It's up to the people. Yes. Wow. I mean, you get you get the counsel you pay for or in Trump's case, the counsel you don't pay for. I mean, our attorneys allowed to to suggest it regardless of your illegal behavior, like you could still do this thing that's actually legal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wow. I mean, just just because you're in prison doesn't mean you can't run the country. Come on. I mean, I mean, okay. Was she the attorney who who was asked and and she's a real attorney. They asked her, would she rather be pretty or smart? And she said, I'd rather be pretty because I can fake being smart. (laughs) (laughs) Counselor, I'm telling you one thing right now. No, you can't. <laughs> just it's not video. going so well for you. That's right. He's doing a bad job. I was on- That's inspirational, huh? I like to think of myself as being pretty smart. So I think I'm, <laughs> I'm hedge, hedging my bet. I was, I yeah, I was stuck on the the whole country should be able to choose the, the president. Well, the whole country did, and it was never right. him. Right. So are you saying we should get rid of the Electoral College? No, I think what Very she's good. saying is that felons should be allowed to vote, is what she's saying. I think that she... Well, and so here's in that uh, chip, I would push more and more on that. So here's my thing. If you are saying that regardless of the insurrection, first of all, that was she was already implying that there was guilt because an insurrection was done. That's what her statement said. But then I would say, okay, well then all these other felons who are now free, who've done their time, but they're not, they haven't gotten their rights to vote back yet. Then they, they also should be able to. Everyone should be able to vote. Everyone, the whole country, illegal aliens should be able, (laughs) they're in the country, let them vote. 
Ten-year-olds, they're in the country. Let them vote. No, as Valerie said, the Electoral College uh, undermines democracy, in, in my view, because you see that the Supreme Court, many of the people, many of the justices on the Supreme Court were put in place by uh, presidents who did not have a majority of the popular vote. Right. Yeah. Yep. No, no, Trump put in uh, three. Yeah. And uh, George W. Bush had, didn't win the popular vote against Gore. So that's four, and that changes the uh, the parameters of which votes get uh, would get passed. Wait, Jeff, Jeff, are you trying to tell me that a majority of this country, the United States of America, doesn't like the Republican candidates for president? Are you trying to tell me that? <laughs> I, I'm trying to be subtle. Uh, yes, I think so. Yes, you, that, was, that was very nuanced, but the, yes. The, the, prob the problem with your... The first crux of the problem with what you said there, Jeff, is we don't live in a democracy. Ah, yeah. We live in a democratic republic. So ah. it, it, it's it's it, we only get to vote for for someone to actually make the decision on what should be done. I, I, I need to be <laughs> dangerously close to an idiocracy. We don't we don't actually get to make the decision on what's done. We make the decision on who gets to decide what is done. Uh, so, so uh, unless we live in the District of Columbia, in which case it's probably oh, yeah. some screw up from Utah. You don't get decisions, Chip. That doesn't make it right. I mean, that doesn't. No, it doesn't make it right. But no. I mean, it's. I I just need to pay better attention the next time I watch Hamilton. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think the problem is. You're trying to watch it. You got to turn on the captions. I'm telling ah. you, you got to turn on the captions. <laughs> it's, it's too it's too fast for this one. Yeah, it's too fast. <laughs> how how many times have you watched Hamilton, Jeff? Well, at least a dozen. <laughs> Seriously. I got to pay closer attention. That's right. That's right. Trump may be able to tell that 2024 may not be his year, as is evidenced from his behavior at this past New Year's Eve party at Mar-a-Lago. Donald Trump spent New Year's Eve looking pretty miserable at his Mar-a-Lago party, being entertained by rapper Vanilla Ice. If you're not sure who that is, never mind, it's not important. There was also a teenage ninja turtle. Not super important to anyone who isn't in the cult, but the kind of year Trump is going to have legally turns out to be kind of important to the rest of us. He's bummed out at a party with Vanilla Ice and a well, Ninja Turtle. Like, what is he, six? Vanilla charge for that. What I, what I want to know is how come only one of the turtles agreed to show up? <laughs> Which one was it? You know? Well, I mean, this sounds like a bar mitzvah that because if he's that grumpy, he's probably Leonardo, 13 years old. Leonardo will go anywhere. You know, it's like, I when they said the turtle, it panned on Ivanka. So I actually thought <laughs> she was speaking about Ivanka, <laughs> one of the Ninja Turtles. And then I saw Ivanka's face. I was like, oh, is that what we call her now? <laughs> Also, it's nice to see him try to modernize by bringing his, you know, his knowledge of American culture like into the 1980s. Like he's not quite in the 21st century yet, but oh, you know, he's he's getting there. Right. Ice, ice, baby. That's it. 
It was, it was it was the vanilla that got him. He's like, oh, that sounds like white supremacy. Yeah, hire that guy. <laughs> Let's contrast that to uh, Green Day. A shout out to Green Day, <laughs> right? Because yes, uh, because they were singing the song "American Idiot," and Billy Joe Armstrong changed the lyrics <laughs> and included it. I'm not a part of the MAGA agenda. Perfect. I know. Yep. If you get offended by a song called American Idiot, guess what? You're the idiot. (laughs) A a song called American Idiot on an album that was released as an Mm. Iraq War protest album. It's almost as if some of these people only listen to the first word and not the rest of it. (laughs) I don't know. I think I'm like Trump. Vanilla Ice is at the party. I'm going to be bummed out because I'm wondering who's patrolling the border. Shouldn't, shouldn't he be down <laughs> on the border? <laughs> but South Carolina, historically being one of the most decisive states in the early presidential nominating process, one would think that any event to promote one's candidate would be an opportunity to showcase the best that your supporters have to offer. Unfortunately, the Republicans in Greenville County, South Carolina, didn't get the memo, much less learn how to read it. As we can see in this report, Filed by the Guardian. We've come to South Carolina, one of the early voting primary states, where polls say Trump holds a commanding lead. We're heading out to meet some people at the Greenville County GOP, which is the largest Republican party in the whole of South Carolina. And it's been taken over by a far-right Trumpist insurgency. Its state executive committeeman is Jeff Davis, who openly expresses disdain for so-called rhinos. Everett Hadley, rhino, censure me. Meaning Republican in name only. South Carolina, Trump country. It is Trump country. They're reporting South Carolina is between, what, Teflon and titanium, (laughs) in regards to Trump, so. Which one is it? I feel like titanium is a bit stronger than Teflon. I think it would be t- uh, titanium. Yeah. So. You got, have you got a photograph of the two of you together? Yeah. You got the picture with uh, Donald Trump in the rally on March 3rd? So she, she actually was more excited because uh, Laura Trump was there. So she's more into the fashion than what, what the ladies do. So I was a fan of Donald Trump from the art of the book, The Art of the Deal. Um, you know, Olga's more of a fan of Donald Trump from, from what was Apprentices. Uh, the Apprentice. Although the Republican primary hasn't even started yet, most people here express an undying loyalty to one man and to the many conspiracy theories that surround his candidacy. Have you read any of the indictments yet? I have not read it personally. I have gotten my information from different news sources, a number of different news sources. My favorite is Real America's Voice. That's my favorite. These indictments, Uh, There's nothing in any of these indictments. They're indicting him on things that are are perfectly perfectly legal. He told him to find him some votes. That's what he told him, wasn't it? Oh, fine. He can say that. I mean, you know, he 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 can. So what? Make up votes. He didn't say make up votes. Falsify votes. He said find some votes. Check this. Check this thing. Check this thing out. So I watched a clip from the Patriot last night, and I found out where hold the line comes from. So that's our new expression. We're holding the line. Uh, They're beautiful. Are they functional? Of course they are. (laughs) There's there's so much to unpack there in that video. Like first off, if you wanna if you wanna convince Americans that 
your guy isn't an insurrectionist who wants to tear apart the country. Don't have the executive head of your county's party in the first state to secede from the union and don't have him be named Jeff Davis. Right. <laughs> I, still, I still wonder, are they going to free that slave lady? Wasn't Miss Daisy oh, driving him? And then she was there oh, too, holding the gun. Somebody, somebody oh, oh, she was it. in the sunken place. Right. Oh, I'm embarrassed. That's somebody's grandmother. That's oh, right. <laughs> but I like the lady. She she said I haven't I haven't read anything personally. I but I've gotten it from several different news sources like Hannity, uh, yeah. Fox and Friends. And yeah. uh, Newsmax, yeah, <laughs> own Newsmax, Real America's Voice. I listened, I get a variety of sources. Also, I love that one woman in that video was so conservative that she basically just did everything her husband said, Honey, go get that picture of me with Donald Trump. And, mm -hmm. and uh, honey, didn't, didn't you go see because? Lara Trump because of the fashion and all, and you just sat and watched TV and all, and like that's. <laughs> but she, that, that's what the ladies do, because that's what all yeah, the ladies that's do. Right. That's all we yeah. do. Oh, and, and also his his dress. Well, you know, I became a fan of 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 Trump from reading Art of the Deal, and she's like, I got it from watching him on Apprentice. <laughs> apprentices. <laughs> oh no, no, she said apprentices. Apprentices. <laughs> 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 which accurate although not the name of the show <laughs> right 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 wow. I'm, what i feel like just replace republican um donald trump fans with people who believe they've been abducted and it's the same it's the same thing <laughs> I, I just kept waiting for like the woman sitting down who got her news from all these fantastic sources to also say something like, you know, the lone gunman and it, there's really aliens in Area 51. Like, you want to go and talk about conspiracy theories? Go ahead and go all out. In a way, we can thank Trump supporters for if it weren't for them then I wouldn't feel as bad about how I explain my various positions on stuff as this young man does when he's asked to explain why he's wearing a T-shirt featuring Donald Trump's mugshot. The Never Surrender is a little bit confusing because this is his mugshot, right? This is his mugshot, yeah. And he was literally surrendering when he was doing it. Yeah. <laughs> See, now you're trying to spin it, but... I'm just trying to state the obvious. I mean, I'm trying to understand. Explain to me, I mean, because some people look at this and they say, yeah, Donald Trump never surrendered, go after the deep state. And then other people say, well, why use a picture of him surrendering and the t and have the line that says never surrender? Can you repeat the question? Why have a t-shirt that has a picture of his mugshot of him surrendering and then have it say never surrender? Well, <laughs> because you can't surrender to these people. I mean, it's like... I don't really know how to explain it too well, but... Well, maybe you surrender if you're criminally charged and you have to show up in court. Is that a time to surrender? Um... How do I show... How do I put this? I don't really know. <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> Mental... You know what? Mental gymnastics is especially fun when they don't stick the landing. That's right. <laughs>
<laughs> he said, could you repeat the question? Like he was going to be able to have time to formulate <laughs> no, yeah. the answer. Uh, can 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 you use it in a sentence? Can I get the right. origin? Can I, right. can I can I phone a friend? <laughs> are you trying to think of some? Are you trying to repeat something so you can think of something to say back to the poor heckler that is putting a microphone in your face? Wow! Oh my gosh! Yeah, the uh, the the, the, the uh, reporter should have just asked, "Hey." Do, do you do you want to answer this or you just want to surrender? What do you, what do, you do? <laughs> you can give up right now. <laughs> That's right. All of these clips, honestly, would just um, for the 2024 Biden campaign, they would make such amazing ads because mm. you can just cut and splice them so easily and just throw his supporters and his own words sort of right back at him. Biden really doesn't have to say anything. It's not just supporters wearing campaign t-shirts that make the entire internet cringe, but piss poor attempts at song parodies. This is especially true if said song parodies are done around the holiday season, as this user demonstrates. Howdy. <laughs> Want to say Merry Christmas to all of you and uh, hope that you're all in good spirits and doing well and got my Christmas shirt on to uh, be in a festive spirit but uh, I got a little Christmas ditty that I want to do for you that uh, I borrowed a tune from another song for and uh, I want to send this out to all my Facebook family friends and supporters and and all you believers out there it's Christmas and anything can happen. So I hope you like this. Joe Biden got run over by the truck train walking toward the White House Christmas Eve. Now you can say there's no such thing as justice, but as for me and Trumpers, we believe So he took the time to write the song, you know, search for the, the, the MIDI sound file, mm -hmm. you know, put it onto a cassette tape. It sound like pressed play, sing it. And then thought to himself, this is a great thing to post. Ooh. <laughs> God bless him. I, again, when you refer to yourself and your friends as believers, I ex entirely expect there to be talk about aliens coming after this. Or, or at least for once punch again. There'll be some mm -hmm. fruit punch after the. At, at least he game. responded, unlike the uh, the guy in the Young Turks video, but he seems like he'd be more at home in that Greenville, South Carolina barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> but then he wouldn't get to wear his special Christmas shirt. That's true. That. It had that orange phallic thing. Coming well, yeah, <laughs> out of his breast, like it was like <laughs> <laughs> that was a really bad placement was... of the snowman on his shirt. It was. <laughs> was the snowman blue? Did anyone know the snowman was blue? I don't know if it was blue, but. It had a, a long 
wish coming out of his his. his <laughs> that's what that guy gets. That's how that guy gets when he thinks yeah. about Trump. <laughs> I have to say, I'm a little disappointed in you, Tom. When you said this was the best video you saved for last, I was kind of hoping it was going to be the Mom of Liberty uh, tape. Uh, I just, <laughs> had, my, had, my, had my fingers crossed. Had my fingers crossed. But. Well, this video, the the full video was about three minutes long, and that was really the only listenable part of that. It just got worse and worse and worse. Yeah, I'm just imagining all his friends that that were you know commenting on Facebook. Genius! Oh, genius! This is great. I need a copy of this. Genius! I looked at the YouTube comments. You're not that far off. Yeah. I, you know. <laughs> oh, Tom! Yeah. I don't know how you like get to sleep at night with all the stuff. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Oh, very strong drugs. Simply. How <laughs> do any of us sleep? You know, it's like it's like living in a house filled with cockroaches. You just know they're there. You know, it's like that's what I feel, that's what I feel about this country. You're just like, ugh. And once those cockroaches learn how to write song parodies, <laughs> well, then wow. we're fucked. Oh, well. Yeah, well, you know what they say. The, the one you the one you can hear singing a, a parody, you know, there's a hundred more out there. Yeah. Oof. And on that very cheerful note, that's our show. <laughs> I want to hey. thank Jeff Heisen, hey. Gina Brown, Chip Jones, and Valerie Pascal. Thanks, Tom. Before I conclude this episode, a very sentimental final thought. There comes a time in one's life when everyone has to do something like this, and it's very dreadful. It's also quite unfortunate that in my case, I have to do this to two of my entertainment colleagues. At the beginning of December, the DC comedy community lost Ken Water, also known as DC's funniest tax accountant. I knew Ken as not only a great and funny comedian, in fact, I actually thought he was funnier than me, but he was also my accountant. He handled a lot of my comedy expenses and and comedy income and showed me what deductions I can take and all that hassle and all that bullshit that I really didn't want to do. So he was a very good friend in many aspects. He was not only a fellow comedian, not only my accountant, was also a fellow sports fans. We went to a lot of Washington Wizards games down in D.C. together. And we also attended quite a few games at Oriole Park at Camden Yards, where he would often rib me about how bad the Orioles would do. And rightfully so, because most of the times we went there, they would have very bad seasons. I will also remember Ken for something very remarkable about a transformation he made in his political views around 2016. I knew Ken as a loyal Republican. Of course, I work for various Democratic candidates locally and statewide here in Maryland over the course of 10 years. So he and I would often have very frank, very serious, but often very civil political discussions. In 2016, he had a conversion. He saw the kind of candidate that Donald Trump was. And once he won and once he started enacting some of his policies, he realized he was not only not able to vote for the top of the Republican ticket, but also not able to support Republican candidates altogether. He shared his conversion on an episode of this podcast in late 2021, an excerpt of which I will play right now. Reason why I wanted to have you on for this particular episode is because I know uh, you and I have talked, we've known each other for a long time. Uh, in the past few years, you've undergone uh, somewhat of a political conversion. Uh, why don't you tell us about that? 
Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I am. Uh, I was a lifelong Republican. I I have voted for every Republican president since Reagan, um, every single one, um, except for Trump. And you know, it was it was interesting because the um, Hillary Clinton was the last person I would ever consider voting for in my life. Couldn't couldn't stand her. Couldn't 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 tolerate the thought of her being in public life. Never mind being president. But because the opponent was him, she slided down to the second worst person I could ever vote for. Uh, and so I actually I, I stood in the uh, in the in the polls and. It took me like 20 minutes just to stare at the ballot. And then I finally pulled the lever and went home and cried in the shower. <laughs> uh, I, I said, you know, you know, I figured my choices are basically, do I tread water in the cesspool for four years or do I play Russian roulette with half the chambers loaded? Right. And I figured it was too big a risk. So four years later, I said, you know what? I was right. <laughs> uh, you feel okay I, about that decision? Oh, uh, yeah. 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 It was the right decision. And I stayed Republican uh, because I said, you know, this is temporary. He's going to he's he's here. He's going to be gone. And and yeah. we'll get back to things because, you know, mostly for economic policies, military policies, I'm, I'm much more right wing than left wing. But for social policies, I'm much more left wing than right wing. But uh, so so uh, but but it became evident that it was not going to get better quickly uh, or even in the short run. Uh, and when they got rid of Liz Cheney for basically telling the truth, I said, I'm out. I think the, the big thing uh, that was brought up is that once Trump was elected, like the consensus was that, OK, I mean, OK, he'll be president, but at least he'll be he'll be pliable. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll be easy to mold. Like it'll be easy to go ahead and go along with certain certain policy decisions. But you know, it ended up. Uh, backfiring on you know the rest of the country and going to the uh the breitbart universe and the and the the newsmax folks well i thought he would do what reagan did or what george bush did and basically surround himself with competent people and just say and and just let them really do the detail work and be the figurehead that's not what happened so uh you know it it really did backfire and and and, but I i think a lot of people were you know they like the show they like the they like the stated policies but uh and they figured uh, you know competent people would handle the details but you know the competent people just kind of kept dropping out of the picture so the dc comedy community lost a very funny comic and a good friend in ken water sadly later that same month the baltimore comedy community lost an entertainer of a different sort jeremy woodworth was a lot of things he starred in a lot of films he was a very talented and multifaceted stage performer and he also had a knowledge of movies that was unparalleled he could pull out references to movies that i had long forgotten he could make connections to those various references and various connections to movies in ways i have not seen anybody be able to replicate i knew of jeremy through his brother a very funny comedian by the name of eric woodworth also a good friend of mine and together the three of us did a couple of episodes of their podcast quality time it's interesting to note that i taped two episodes but we somehow stretched it out into three the reasoning for which boggles me to this day i also learned that in addition to being a movie buff jeremy was also a songwriter in fact he also wrote three songs about me which i will go ahead and play for you here these are from two different episodes of quality time by the way <laughs> if if you could say one of your most um 
ashamed of joke or your worst joke, what would you what would you say it is? One of the worst ones. Yeah. See, I've uh, I've I've blocked out the worst ones. I, I think because what if somebody made a song about it? The- <laughs> I wouldn't say it's. His, I wouldn't say. I think it's one of his better jokes. If I'm going to be honest okay. with you. Uh, Jeremy made this little. Hit I think for I'll you. go ahead and hear the. I'll, I'll just uh, go ahead throw, and hear the song. Throw, oh, throw this on. Here's a Jeremy Woodworth's tribute to. Uh, well, Jeremy made two songs for you, so I hope you're ready. First, probably should have played this strap, earlier. Strap in. Here's here here's his song, King Myers. That's it. Okay, there's King Myers. I want that playing over my casket at my funeral. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, you know how you know how in uh, in the Gaza Strip, you know mm-hmm. all the all the Palestinians they go ahead and lift people up on coffins. <laughs> I want people. I want everybody to do that with my coffin. And we and, and have that song playing in the background. Except uh, it'd be a hundred guys almost naked except for gold speedos singing singing the background. Uh, so Jeremy's got one more hot hot take for you. This, I is, hope you're this ready. is one of your better jokes that we love. Get ready for the other Strap Jeremy Woodward. Like that's the oh, <laughs> just the water okay, sounds right, at the right. end. That's the water sounds <laughs> just a little end. bit more bong water there. <laughs> that was the first episode from 2018, and now here's one from just a couple of years later. And we have a special guest today, uh, returning to the show, and one of our honestly one of our most downloaded episodes of all time. The great Tom Myers, and we do have a special introduction for him. Okay, there you are. You didn't get to the best part of the song. Okay, I wish I should I pick it back up, Jeremy? I'll take you to the twenty seconds more is all I ask. (laughs) Well the great political knowledge and prowess, yes! No! Do you know what it is? Because he's not gay! I got it. Because he's not gay. Okay. That was. We, That's all the joke I wanted to get into this program. You, t- you took for. us on a long ride right there. That, was, like that, that was one more joke than you did the last time I was there. So, uh, God his ass. God his ass. Fuck yeah, Tom. Slanging rocks tonight. Well, you know, t- I'm, I'm, only, I'm only saying that because we're separated by, by fiber optics. 
Yes. So if, if I was in there, I would I would have been too chicken shit to make that comment if well, I was in the same room, to be perfectly honest. Oh, well, if yeah, if you were in the same room as Jeremy, you'd be getting devoured by the rats that have overtaken his house. So you're in luck. <laughs> well, well, my main my main wrestling move is where I get you in a headlock and then just scratch my skin into your face. So <laughs> Which good usually old, leads to old, vomiting. So good old, good old wholesome uh, family entertainment. I call, I, I, call it, I call it the Parmesan arm lock. The Parmesan arm lock, classic move by uh, Jeremy P. Woodworth. Jeremy, your horrible psoriasis it never ceases to uh, disgust me. Thank you. It's so comedy gold. It really it is. <laughs> so that was the magic. That was Jeremy Woodworth. So Ken Water and Jeremy Woodworth were two very different performers, two very different regions of the DMV area, as we call it, but both of whom I will greatly miss. Good night. This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Heisen, Gina Brown, Chip Jones, and Valerie Pascal. Thanks to Ken Water and Jeremy Woodworth. Special thanks to Eric Woodworth, Ashley Pontius, and the Quality Time Podcast. Theme music composed and arranged by Euron Vandenhoek. Executive producers Tom Myers, Matt Connerton for IPM Nation, and Eddie Carson for Odyssey Radio. Please leave a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast's Patreon for early access to episodes, ad-free episodes, extended episodes, bonus clips, and more. Thank you for listening, and please visit TomMyers.us. Hey everyone, if you enjoyed this episode, you can listen to even more of it. That's right, you can listen to extended versions of each episode by subscribing to my Patreon. Patreon.com slash Tom Myers. You can also check out bonus clips, and you can listen to these episodes before they air on IPM, Nation, and Odyssey Radio. Plenty of benefits, plenty of extra goodies, doesn't really cost that much at all. Sign up today. Patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone! I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Ugly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A-A-Ron is tied up right now. Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Ace. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, funny productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.